You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. Download at the hockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hey guys, this is Mike Madano, and you're listening to Sarcastic Remarks. Hey guys, welcome to the Starcastic Remarks studios. We have a very special episode here for you today. Typically, we don't do these live, but we're going to go ahead. Crap, we'll just do it live. Okay. Can't say the other thing, but you know. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, this is episode six or seven. I always I always forget which episode I'm on of Stars Fan Stories. Today we have a special guest. He is an admin of the Jake Ottinger Fan Club and Hockey Talk Facebook group, along with another good friend of the show as well, Josh. But tonight it's all about Sam Morales. Hey Sam, how you doing, man? What's up, everybody? Doing good, doing good. Trying to stay cool, you know. Got a sunburn the other day, but you know that's Texas heat for you, so. No, everything's good. Just uh, got a new house, moving everything. It's been good down here. So how's the whole uh, the whole move been, though? Because from what I understand, you're on the east side of San Antonio, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's a lot more stressful than I thought it was going to be, if I'm being completely honest. Like, once you, <laughs> close, you, think, once you actually, like, close, you think, okay, everything from here is smooth sailing. But then as I'm moving out of the apartment, it's like, oh, I need to get this. I need to get a U-Haul. I got to get washer and dryer out of here. Um, so, you know, each time you make a trip, you you realize, oh, I need to make two more trips. But finally got all that stuff done this weekend. It's pretty much just been unpacking, making stuff into a nice little house into a home sort of stuff. But other than that, no, life's been good. Well, and the other thing that I've always figured out when it comes to moving is that you never realize how much stuff you actually have until you move. (laughs) Yeah. And then that's what I was saying. Just, you know, I I think I was, after I got the like wash and dryer out, I was like, okay, two or three more trips and I'll be good. And I ended up taking like five or six. So (laughs) exactly. That's how it always is. (laughs) I'm I'm just glad it's all over with, you know, a bunch of construction still going on over here, but life is good. Well, that's that's good to hear. I'm glad to hear that uh, life's going well for you. Um, but you know, I I know you pretty well, and I know that there may be some people who listen to the show who know you fairly well. But sure. can you just tell us a little bit about yourself? You know, non hockey background stuff. You know, like where you're from, what you do, where did you grow up, all that sort of thing. Sure. So, uh, was born in Arlington, right smack dab in between Fort Worth and Dallas. Grew up. Um, Pretty normal family. We were kind of big family. There's six of us, mom, dad, got an older brother, two sisters. Um, grew up really just normal childhood. Funny story. Uh, I grew up two houses down from his name's Cole Martin. He played up in the uh, WHL for a couple of years. He was the one who kind of I grew up playing hockey with. And so he grew up. He went off to uh, Missouri. Played some hockey up there, went up to the WHL, eventually had a little career up there. But he kind of got me into the hockey in the first place. 
Um, but yeah, just went to school. Um, hockey, I would say I started playing pretty young. Like I said, just street hockey with Cole. My cousins live up in Illinois and everyone up there has a basement. So what they did with theirs was they converted half of it into a roller rink. And I got a bunch of cousins up there. They all played hockey in Illinois. So me and my brother would go up there, holidays, stuff like that. And uh, I always got tossed in net and they would just take slap shots at me the entire time. So uh, growing up, started playing goalie a little bit, then, uh, you know, went to school. But goalie is expensive. For those of you who don't know, it's ridiculous. So uh, stopped playing for a little while, then went to high school, found out uh, Martin had a team. But again, just money, too expensive to play. So kind of sat out. Then my senior year, they uh, opened up at the Park Small. I'm not sure if anyone knows what that's at. But Park Small started a hockey program there, and that was cheap. So I'm like, I can start again. Didn't want to play goalie because I, I stopped growing, and uh, I'm not as tall as I used to be, So, um, or comparatively to everyone else. But mm. uh, switched to forward, then enjoyed playing hockey that year. Went to college, went down to Texas State, found out we had a, a hockey team down there and couldn't afford it my freshman year, saved up over the summer, my, uh, going into sophomore year, tried out, played a little bit down there, graduated with marketing, uh, started working for the Texas Rangers. Then I got my job where I'm at now. I'm working down in San Antonio for a tech company. It's called Oracle. And... Uh, yeah, they treated me pretty well. I enjoy working for them, and that's where I'm at now. Wow, that's a lot. That's a lot to unpack, but that's that's a good <laughs> synopsis. No, that's good. So, uh, what was the thing uh, about? So, what did you what did you not like about goalie? Was it just because you were you were you're just smaller in stature, kind of like I am, or uh, what was the whole deal with that? Honestly, I, I still love goalie. It's just whenever some five seven, whenever you show up in college or in high school even, and the goalie that they have in net is six two, it's just like okay, the coach looking at you, you're you're not going to get much playing time. So I was like, I can switch to forward. I can skate pretty well. So switched to forward, and it was just easier. But even now, um, there's a rink up in San Antonio, and I'll do drop ins, and I'm tempted now that I'm kind of settling down. I'm like, I can start playing goalie again. I still have a set of gear, still enjoy it. I, I think I honestly prefer it over forward. It's more fun to me. Um, maybe I'm weird because, you know, who doesn't enjoy getting slap shots fired at them every 20 seconds? But, you know, um, <laughs> it's just a lot of fun. It, it, it's it's different. I, um, I've always enjoyed, like, the backstop positions in sports. I played baseball. I enjoyed playing catcher. Whenever I played soccer, I was a goalie. Um, so I've just always enjoyed, you know, last line of defense. You're involved a lot, a lot of responsibility. It's all about quickness as opposed to necessarily, you don't have to have a ton of strength. You don't have to be the fastest guy. You just got to have quick reflexes. And that's kind of what I've always been able to leverage and uh, gets me by. But again, once you reach a certain level, height does play a role. So to your point, yes. Yeah. Um, unless you're Cole Caulfield, and then Cole Caulfield, you can just you know, yeah, Cole ham hammering like forty goals a year. Exactly, he's gonna do it. He's gonna do it. I'm just saying. I like to drink it, you know, or to drink it. There is a long history of 
doing fantastic as a forward. Um, not so much since, you know, the 80s and 70s for short goalies. So, mm. eh, that's life. It's life I was dealt. But, you know, it is what it is. Still enjoy playing. So. So how did so it was uh, Cole Martin who got you into hockey, right? Mm-hmm. Growing up, him and I would play street hockey all the time. Again, uh, he played defense, but he had a set of goalie gear, and I would just suit up in the street. He would just blast pucks on me, him, his brother, uh, a couple of neighborhood friends. Just, but he was kind of the one that got the group together. I guess you could say he was the most interested in it, mm-hmm. and by far the best of all of us, obviously, by how far he ended up going. But, uh, yeah, so good dude. So, uh, so in the in the WHL, who did he end up playing for? Kelowna. Uh, cool. He was a defenseman. Defense the Rockets? Defenseman. Yeah, Kelowna Rockets. Yeah. Uh, I think they went to the Memorial Cup one of the years he was there. I think it was probably his last season up there. So it was fun. Throughout college, uh, I would watch his games and stuff still. That's kind of what got me – I guess we can address it later if we want to, but kind of got me into scouting in the first place. It was a lot of fun uh, just watching the WHL level where it's not as high end as NHL, but you see a lot of the thinking that goes into the game. You see a lot of the strategy that goes in the game. You see different skill sets. Not everyone is as high end. Um, so that's kind of where I got my interest in scouting, I guess, even. so. Yeah, and we'll definitely get into that because yeah. – for for those of you that don't know, uh, Josh and uh, Sam here are very good about getting into uh, the NHL draft and looking at players, and we're going to have them on a future episode uh, where we just literally just talk about the draft and you know, hey, who are the stars going to pick? And you know, maybe we'll even address it here, Slavkovsky or the other dude. <laughs> we'll see how time goes. No we'll see how time goes. We'll, we'll, we'll see if we can get there, but. Uh, how was your experience at uh, Texas State with the with the hockey program there? That's where you said you played, correct? Mm-hmm. It how, was, how was yeah. How was how was your experience with that? I'm not gonna lie, I am not the best forward. Uh, obviously, I started playing goalie, and so forward is a completely different skill set. And playing one year of it in high school, and then trying to play at the college level, completely different. So, uh, I, I was a fourth liner. Um, go in there, mop up duty go in there whenever, you know, everyone needs a break, breather, but it was a blast. Uh, I wouldn't change anything for it, saved up over the summers to pay for it, but just the travel, um, went to El Paso quite a few times. I, <laughs> there's some border patrol stories. Um, oh. <laughs> it, it, it honestly made my college experience. Everyone talks about, oh, the college experience and, oh, you went to Texas State. I'm sure you partied all the time. It was like, you know, you, you have fun in college, but Really, it was like, oh, I'm going to be gone this entire weekend for hockey. Yeah. Um, so, but no, the team was a blast. I learned a lot. Um, I guess I, I was kind of more the locker room guy. Uh, big glue guy. But uh, no, um, I would say sophomore year, I probably got to play the most. Um, just injuries in junior and senior year kind of took me out a little bit. But mm-hmm. um Sophomore year kind of got my feet under me. And then <laughs> I just remember the very first game I got to play, we were actually playing UTA. And uh, coach put me in there, very first shift of the game. Parents were in the stands, friends came, puck drops, immediately comes to me just leveled by this dude who's probably 6'3, six, 6'4. Six, Stand up, start skating in their zone, knock over again. Okay, this is not going well. 
skate over to the front net, uh, try to get in the front of the net, leveled again. And I'm just like, I've been out here for 30 seconds. And I've been on my ass like three times. <laughs> not going great. But, you know, eventually you learn how to take a hit and then you just go from there. That, and, and, you know, that's funny that you say that because uh, I, I used to uh, I used to play football. Mm-hmm. And even at my size, it was amazing that I played football. But <laughs> I, I figured out that I did not want to play football anymore after my sophomore year because uh, you know how they call people up for, you know, playoffs in high school and stuff like that. You get to be part of the team during that time right. or whatever. Expanded well, roster, yeah. Yeah. So I was running the scout team offense, right? So I was running the other team's offense so that our defense could get a look at it and just to see what it would look like. Um, the defensive tackle who would eventually go on to play for TCU on a full ride scholarship, six, five, probably about 275, 280 pounds. The guy could squat over 600 pounds. Um, and he tackled me once and just completely leveled me. And he, he, he even told me after the tackle, he's like, I didn't even go full hard on you. So that got me curious, and I was just like, okay, can you go full out on me on the next play? So he did, and it did not feel good. So... <laughs> I no longer want to play this game. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what I was like. Nope, no more on that. So I went to school with Miles Garrett. I feel bad for anyone who's on scout team with him, so I can only imagine. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I can't imagine. Well, anyways, man, um, uh, so that's a little bit of your background there. So mm-hmm. what uh, – what kind of stands out to you as to why you continue to like hockey? Like, why do you keep going back to it? Why do you keep watching it? Uh, can you give us some reason behind it, why you love it so much? Sure. Um, I think I'm going to say just because it's unique. It, it, it's fast-paced. There's a physical aspect to it. For me personally, height, once you learn how to take a hit, isn't as impactful as it is in some other sports. Obviously, goaltending difference, but um, you can play at my height, at a high level if you're good. Um, My family was into it. My brother was into it. Friends were into it. So I kind of just fell naturally into it. But for me, I guess, even when the Stars weren't having their best seasons, um, that's kind of what got me into the analytics side to it. I had some friends who, like I said, went pretty far in their hockey careers, and so I kind of got into scouting. So, and then I, I can't leave all my friends out in the uh, group, just the community. Um, it's, it, it's just a lot of fun. Like I, I can't think of the last time I've gone to a game and someone didn't recognize me. Someone didn't come up and be like, Oh, are you Sam? And I'm just like, it, it's cause I'm short, isn't it? And they're like, kind of <laughs> you know, just everyone's just generally good to be around. There's a lot of different ways to enjoy the game. Um, there's people who enjoy just the physical aspect, the speed of it. For me, there's a numbers aspect. Um, there's just something for everyone. You don't have to be athletic to enjoy it. You just got to find something and latch onto it, really. So for me, I, I, I feel like there's just a bunch of different things. It's pretty much just what I do in my free time and in, in one way or the other. So, well, and I love how you pointed out the the height aspect, especially for for me as well. For both of us, you know, being shorter guys as we are, I'm five five on a good day, maybe five five and a half. So, it, I just love the fact that guys like you know Cole Caulfield, 
and Martin St. Louis and Alex Debrinkit, and you know even to a point uh, Chris Russell, the the defenseman mm-hmm. who blocks every single shot. All these guys that are like under five nine, you know, they have successful careers. And in the case of uh, Martin St. Louis, I, I think he's a Hall of Famer, right? If I remember correctly. I know he got not. Uh, did he make it in yet? I, I think he did. But uh, and uh, <laughs> I just love it because you know, I don't know. I I, I root for the short guys. I, yeah. I absolutely love it. So, but I love that you said that. Um. So let me ask you about uh, this. So how and why did you come to like the stars specifically? Is it, was it like a, you know, was it a certain player? Was it just, you know, geographically it was the closest pro team? What was it? I'm going to get some hate for this one, but uh, Uh growing up, me and my brother play uh, NHL 99 in 2001. He would always take the stars. And so, uh, I would always take the Avalanche because they had Peter Forsberg, Joe Sackick, and they were just really good. And it gave me a chance to possibly beat my brother, Steven. And uh, so for the longest time, stars, I wasn't like specifically targeting the stars. It was just like, I enjoyed hockey, but you know, just, we hardly had the money really to go see them in person. So it was kind of like my, my brother loved them. My cousins loved the blues. And so it was just like, so the stars weren't my favorite for the longest time, but I think it was, I don't remember the exact year, but it was, we had made it to the playoffs and we were playing the Red Wings, I think the second round. And we somehow swung tickets. I forget how we did it, but I ended up getting to go and kind of, I feel like the Winter Classic could have been like an awakening for a new generation of Stars fans. For me, it was that playoff game because just the intensity in the building and the amount of fun I had that night, I, I, I still remember it. My brother was going ecstatic. I was pretty young. Uh, like I said, I must have been in junior high probably. It's like 08, 07, something like that. Uh, and, and I just had a blast. And then the following years, I was like, okay, I like stars. And then we kind of started losing uh, and not going anywhere the next couple of years. And so that was really where I got more into analytics. I'm like, okay, who are some guys that can help us in the future who, you know, the internet wasn't as easily accessible. You weren't able to find tape of people, but you could look up stats still. So analytics were in their youth. And so I was able to kind of just figure out, okay, I like the stars. I like hockey. I like sports. I'm athletic. I can make this into a dream job sort of thing. So for me, it was kind of, I always wanted to get into sports. And so from there, yeah, it was just Dallas was the closest and I associated the most with them. Uh, but, but, but it definitely took me a while. Took, took me a while until I was, I would say junior high, until I was like a full on Stars fan as opposed to just a hockey fan. Okay. Kay. All right. We can forgive you a little bit. For that. <laughs> At least you came over to the, the good side there for a second. You stayed away from the Darth Vader's of the world of exactly. Colorado Avalanche. And, it's not know. about how you start. It's about how you finish, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. hundred percent. And I was looking up. I think it was 2008. That sounds about right. And I think that because I, I, I literally just looked on Google. I just put stars, Red Wings round two playoffs. 2008 popped up. So sounds about right. I, and I, I remember that playoff run because I think that was the run. Uh, was it in? I think we went to the Western Conference Finals. 
Um, I think the Red Wings eliminated us the next game because we went yeah. to the last one in – we were in the AAC at that point, I think. Yeah. I'm, I'm almost positive we were. Um, we went to the last game there, and then I remember everyone just heckling the hell out of the uh, Red Wings fans oh, on the way wow. out. And then <laughs> lost the next game and we're eliminated. But, um, yeah, it, it, it was um, – just watching some of your other stuff, people's f- favorite Dallas Stars moment – a lot of them were mentioning like the winter classic and stuff like that. And mm. that game for me was just the, like you, you, you could feel it. Um, and it was just different. I, I hadn't experienced that before with any sport. So that was kind of my turning point, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. The only time I had ever felt anywhere close to the winter classic was, was two other instances in my lifetime. So three total. The, the first one was when I was six years old, 1999, game six. I don't know why my parents let me stay up as late as they as late as they allowed me to. But when Hall scored that goal, I, I flipped out. I was running around the house. I was so excited. And then uh, the other one was when uh, I think it had to have been the 2020 bubble playoffs. Yoel Kiviranta. Oh, yeah. That trick that, that I mean, th- that you get that same feeling. Now, what was special about the Winter Classic was just the sheer amount of people. Like, yes, I mean, 100%. I mean, you're never going to get anything like that ever again for a very long time. So uh, I just think that was fantastic. But <laughs> hey, guys, it's Ryan here. The action never ends at DraftKings Sportsbook, especially this summer. With tons of ways to bet on all of your favorite sports, you can fuel your fandom and feel the heat of the season like never before. Plus, right now, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving new customers a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's right. Make your first bet up to $1,000, and if it doesn't win, you'll get another shot to cash in. You can throw down on all the major action for baseball, golf, MMA, and much, much more. Plus, with same-game parlays, spreads, money lines, over-unders, and props, your betting options feel endless. I'm trying to keep a track of the Rangers right now and see if they can gain on the Astros in the AL West. They're pretty far down right now, but I'm excited to see what they can do, and I'll be keeping my eye on that. Best of all, DraftKings Sportsbook is also safe, secure, and reliable. You can also deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use that promo code THPN. Make your first deposit and get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's promo code THPN, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Um, well, let me ask you, I'll ask you a different question here in a second. Hopefully I remember it. But uh, So you mentioned some of your, uh, your favorite moments. You talked about 2008 uh, in the playoffs. That was a, a game that you were able to go to. And then you mentioned the Winter Classic. What, what are some of your other favorite Dallas Stars moments that kind of stick out into your mind, whether it be like you were there for a specific game, uh, may, may, maybe even you were just sitting down watching TV and you remember a specific incident that happened. Uh, uh, what, what's some other Dallas Stars moments that kind of stick out to you across your lifetime? I would say the draft. For me, at least, the draft was – I honestly never thought that they would give Dallas a draft. So, was 2007? Oh, no. Uh, the NHL draft, that was like 2016 or something like 2016. that. 2016. Yeah. What, what am I thinking of? Um, Is that the All-Star game that we got in 2007? Uh, it doesn't matter. 
Awesome. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. we had the draft. Yeah. So it, it was when we took a uh, title Andrea. So I remember uh, talking with people and I was going to static for Joe Valeno that year and uh, didn't work out, but just being there, being in the room. And at the time, again, it was one of those things where I was just like starstruck. I'm like, Oh, I want to make this my career. And then, you know, life happens and you don't end up going that path. But for me at the time, it was, you know, this is what I want to do. This is what I enjoy doing. Uh, so that was one of them. The other game I would say was probably be, it wasn't a significant game. It was just a matter of some of my friends at work down here are from New Jersey. And so one weekend stars and the devils were playing. So we took a trip up here, uh, hung out with his dad and he has a place over in Dallas just went to the Devils and Stars games and just heckling the hell out of them after I think we won like 4-2, something like that. <laughs> it was just a blast. It, it was one of the few times where it's like, you know, even in San Antonio where there's not any hockey anywhere, you can still make friends down in San Antonio talking about hockey. So mm-hmm. uh, that was honestly how me and my buddy Eric kind of became closer friends, I guess you could say. So kind of sentimental there, I guess. So so you're down in San Antonio, and, and let me ask you this question. Did you ever get to go uh, watch the San Antonio Rampage before they moved off? I went twice, both of them dollar beer night. Very important. <laughs> um, Smart time to go. Oh, yeah. But, <laughs> and then, yeah, so I, I, I did the Rampage, and then I took a couple of trips up to uh, Cedar, Cedar Park, Austin. Yep, Austin. Yeah. yeah. Um, they had a preseason game once. And again, my buddy Cole, I mentioned a couple of times he got a tryout. And so sat right behind it. That was fun. So That's yeah, really cool. I mean, there's still hockey down here, I guess you could say, but now that the rampage are gone, it's nothing. Yeah. Well, the, what, what I tell everybody out here, I live in middle of nowhere, West Texas, but mm-hmm. we have the, uh, Odessa Jackalopes of the NAHL. Oh so, yeah. No, I, uh, I'm trying to remember why I played in that rink once. I don't remember. At the Colise- at Hector Coliseum? Mm-hmm. Really? That's pretty cool. I didn't know you did that. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm picturing y'all's mascot perfectly. And I'm mm-hmm. just, the only reason I recognize that name, it's like, oh, yeah, I do remember seeing that before. So Well, and their claim to fame is the fact that none other than Winnipeg Jets goalie Connor Hellebuck used to play in a, for the Odessa Jackalopes in West Texas. Really? No that joke. I didn't know that until I moved out here and I, I started going to games and I was just like, wait, n- it, that can't be the same guy. No. And then of course I look up his stats. Sure enough, yeah, <laughs> Connor, sure. Hill- you know, future Vezina trophy winner, Connor Hillebuck <laughs> played in the middle of nowhere, West Texas. So I'm going to say that's go figure. two Vezina caliber goalies because Bishop came through the uh, Texas tornado system too. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah. Two goalies. That, that's bizarre. No, I'm way bizarre. Hillebuck is so. a good one too. Okay. Well, uh, so the 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 question that I wanted to ask you actually about oh, it just it just dropped from my from my mind. Oh, uh, how was your experience with uh, working for the Texas Rangers? Because you said you worked for the Texas Rangers for a period of time too, right? Yeah. Um, that was kind of like I said. Once I graduated, and the job market wasn't the best at the time, and so I was I I knew I wanted to get into sports. Uh, my brother worked at the Rangers. I had a couple of friends working at the Rangers. And so I got in at the ticket office over there. Um, wanted to get into baseball operations. Cause again, at the time I was big in analytics, 
baseball analytics, hockey analytics. I don't really care. Just, you know, get me in with numbers somewhere. And that never happened, but I still had a blast working for the Rangers. A bunch of my friends who worked at the Rangers then went to the Stars game, or sorry, went to work at the Stars. And so occasionally they would be able to hook me up with tickets. There was one time that I was, the best ticket I've ever gotten was from a connection through uh, the Rangers. So I sat right behind, I think we were shooting on the goalie twice. So uh, not behind the Stars bench, but the other side. So, it, but I would have never been able to afford that ticket at the time otherwise. So it was a blast. Um, the Rangers weren't very good at the time. So my, my brother was working there whenever they made it to the uh, World Series run. And then I started working for him. And of course, we then didn't. didn't. <laughs> so, so it's all your fault that the Rangers all of a sudden couldn't do yeah, that. It, 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 if I got to take the blame for it, I, I'll gladly take it. We haven't been back since. So, you know, know. what? I'm no longer there. I, I, I can't take all the blame, is all I'm saying. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it, it was a blast just being able to, that we were in the uh, season ticket office station. So we'd able, we had it on the TV all the time after. The seventh inning, we would get to watch the end of the games. It was just a good time, lots of fun. Um, enjoyed it, just better stuff came along for me, and that's that's life. So, not interested really in chasing sports much anymore. Something comes along, possibly, but you know, never I'm happy know, never so, know exactly. <laughs> so, uh, let me get back to the stars here, real quick, because um. I'm I'm very interested to hear people's opinions of their favorite players because, you, you know, you have the typical ones, you know, the the, the top scorers and stuff like that, and then you mm-hmm. get some people who are all about the the enforcers, the nitty gritties, the 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 Steve Otts, the Antoine Roussels of the world, and stuff like that. Um, across like the history of your, of the Dallas Stars, and it, it could be current, it could be you know past Dallas Stars. Who have been some of your favorite players in Dallas Stars history? So, again, again with the caveat that it took me a while to truly become a Stars fan. Um, so, like, I know who Madonna was. I know who Yeri Lettman is. I know who Zubov are. I know who Belfour are. I was never super tied with them, I guess. I, I always – I've always had a soft spot for the guys who aren't – like the enforcers or the, you know, Antoine Roussel's of the world, but the guys who I just feel like are underrated. So Kari for the longest time, Kari was my favorite player whenever I got into the stars, I guess. Um, he lasted for a while. Cause again, I, I was a goalie. And so mm-hmm. loved Kari for a while. Colton Sevier was another one who I was a big fan of Jason Dickinson. I still miss him to this day. Oh um, yeah. Chris and James gave me so much crap about Jason Dickinson. I loved the guy. He was one no, of my he, favorite players. You would just get the ever-loving snot beat out of him and just be smiling. Like, how do you hate a guy? <laughs> just, it, and he uh, was good. Like, yeah, he, he was fine with what – he wasn't the best, but he was cost-effective and worth it. Patrick Eves, oh, man. Especially oh, yeah. whenever he had his breakout season. I was 20-goal season, yeah. I was, I was ecstatic. Um, Alexiak. Klingberg defenseman, those Klingberg was always hated for so long. And I, I, I don't love to see what's happened to him through the later part of his career, but at the start, I, I, I was the biggest Klingberg fan you could find, but 
so kind of those guys, guys who the fan base may not appreciate or um, they dislike certain things about their play style or just what they do. The 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 island of lost toys, I guess, uh, is kind of the guys I gravitated towards. Yeah, that's 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 a good uh, that's a good analogy to to just kind of describe those players. <laughs> not, it really well, is. I like them. I'm gonna like them. So. Yeah. Um. So, so so out of the stars' current roster, are there any players like that that you really liked? Like maybe Michael Roffel. I liked Roffel all right. Um, he didn't really reach the level. That I normally I like student each though. Whenever we got him, uh, yeah, I like that pick up a lot. Yeah. Um, defensively, I can't really think of anyone off the top of my head that stands out really. Um, now that Alexiak is gone, it's like I like our defenseman. Don't get me wrong. Just in terms of personal favorites, it's like okay, Miro. Everyone loves Miro. Yeah, everyone loves Miro. But not not huge on Lindell, not huge on Suter, and so it's then you know just replacement guys. Um, I'm a big Guriana fan. I fully acknowledge, acknowledge all of his flaws, um, but at the same time, I again with scouting, you look at traits and it's just like God, if he can just put it all together, it would be utterly fantastic. But whether he does or not, Guriana. So this year, this year I kind of cooled on Guriana, but whenever he put up. However many goals he did, I think they did he reach thirty here, but uh, maybe maybe just reached twenty. But you know, loved him for a little while. Uh, Kibiranta, again, I cooled on him this year, but I'm curious to see if he has anything in the tank or if the playoffs was just he got a hot streak. Um, and then Sagan, like at, at this point, Sagan's becoming one of my favorites just because everyone is kind of down on him, and it's just like no. He can still be good, I believe. So that's kind of where I'm at. It, it, it's a bunch of guys who I think some guys are good, some guys are bad. But this past year, it wasn't – other than Ottinger, I, I would say, like, I, I haven't gravitated towards anyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, uh, I, I'm kind of that way with Jamie Benn right now a little bit. And, mm-hmm. and really the only th- reason why I think those guys are getting hated on so much – is just because of the amount of money that they're making, and they're oh, not. Yeah, that I mean, that's literally the only reason why they're getting hated on is mm-hmm. just because they're getting paid a bunch of money. And I, I mean, Sagan had twenty four goals, but most of those goals he didn't score. Tyler Sagan esque goals in quotations, oh. if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. I exactly but mean. but I mean, like he and uh, Ben have just kind of fallen off the the map a little bit. And I'm I'm hoping and I'll get your opinion on this too here in a second. I'm hoping with the new coach that that something will get unlocked. Like for both of those guys, I just want to see like 20 goals, maybe 50 or 60 points. That's all I want from him. I'm not even asking them like 9.5 million dollar, you know, expectations. That's just what yeah. I want from them because we've got the first line. So you but, see uh, production of some sort. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Because I mean. And and same thing with Kiviranta. Like we don't expect him to score twenty goals, obviously. But mm-hmm. when you when you only score one goal during the season, or yeah. maybe it was during the playoffs, one of the two, mm-hmm. you, you know, you got to get more from Kiviranta than just one goal because yeah. he he's better than that. He's way better than that. So, okay, uh, last couple last couple questions here. So and sure. so 
first things first, and I guess you could kind of talk about DeBoer in this answer if you want to as well. Mm-hmm. But I've every you know Stars fan that I've been asking onto the show, I've been asking them as this last question. It's like, are they are they very excited for next season? Are they cautiously optimistic? Or are they just completely 100% depressed about next season? And, you know, you know, Mike was all super optimistic. He's like, you should never be upset about start hockey. <laughs> and, and, and to a certain extent, he's right. And then I got some people who I've been talking to who are just all down and depressed. And they think, oh, we just need to go into a full and rebuild. This team is not good enough. Mm-hmm. Where, where are you at in that spectrum? I think I'm in between cautiously optimistic and down. I guess. Um, I like the DeBoer's hire a lot, actually. I think we don't need to talk about it going depth or in, but I'm, I'm, I, I am a fan of his for what we have on this team. And so I'm hopeful, I would say, like, playoffs? Yes, I am hopeful for playoffs. Do I think that we're a cup-contending team? You know, high, gung-ho, all that kind of stuff? Absolutely not. But I think realistically, I would be happy with the playoff appearance. I would be happy with a playoff series like we got with Calgary, where it's like we took them to seven games. I expected the Stars to get five games tops, and we took them to seven. I, I was content with that. Uh, I guess I, I'm kind of a pessimist, I guess. The way I look at it is I, I would rather be set my expectations low and be happy when someone overshoots it and then you know praise them whenever we're doing good, and then if we're doing bad, kind of just – level people and I'd be like, okay, realistically, what were y'all expecting? Like, I understand we're losing. I, I, I like being even keeled. So if we outperform it, everyone does great. I, I, I will be the first one to be happy and ecstatic and say I was wrong. But if we're not, then it's, I, I kind of be that balance. And I guess that kind of goes with me and the admin for this many years. And you just, you got different extremes in the group, but I would say I'm cautiously optimistic but not definitely not thinking, oh, we're going to make a deep run sort of thing. How excited are you for one of those three top young guns to get into the uh, Stars lineup? Do you think any of them will make it? Johnston, Stankoven, or Maverick Bork? Do I think... I, so, first question. I am excited as hell about all three of them. Uh, <laughs> I am too. I, I, I loved every single one of those picks whenever we made them. And... I didn't even really look at Wyatt Johnson whenever we took him, but he's been phenomenal. Um, whether they make it, Johnston sounds like he's the most NHL ready in terms of a two-way game. Bork seems like his offensive game probably has developed the most. I think Johnston had more points, but I feel like Bork is more just mature in his offensive approach. Um, it's all going to depend on a training camp. I think those two are going to get a good look in training camp. Stankovin, I think I would give him a look. I don't know, and I haven't seen enough of him this year specifically to know where he's at defensively. Um, with his height, it might be an issue, but I know whenever we, like, whenever I watched him, he still competed defensively. I just don't know if he's gotten the strength yet to really compete at the highest level. But I, I think any, again, we're talking about short players. I, 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 I like him personally. I, I think he has a future. Um, 
I can see that very easily being the core of a future top six for the next generation. Long, long way to go. Um, very happy with their production. Johnston seems to be the one I keep hearing about having the best chance to make out of camp. Whether or not DeBoers is DeBoers has worked with young players. Mm-hmm. Uh, if it was, if we still had bonus, I don't think any of them do. I think they at least spend at least half the year in the AHL. But DeBoers, I, I, I think, may give one or two of them a shot. Just depends what we see in training camp, which I would love. I'm not a big fan of signing vets to veteran minimums and keeping guys in the AHL whenever they could be playing at the NHL level. I get the argument about they need playing time and all that, but for me, I'd rather them just be playing in the time that they get against the highest level competition and just adapting to that personally. So that's kind of where I'm at. All right. Well, uh, that's a lot. That's a lot of good, good things to think about. And uh, we are going to have, by the way, we are going to have Sam on for another episode where we'll talk about all of this stuff and we'll get his opinions about the draft, but that we'll have to save that for another day, man. So Sam, hey, thanks. Uh, thanks for coming on and doing this with me. Uh, you were Absolutely. one of the first people I thought about when we, when I thought about this idea. So my reputation precedes me. Appreciate yes, it. it does. Well, I think we're going to cut it out here for tonight. So, uh, Sam, before we cut it off, can you tell people where they can, you know, follow you, you know, on social media or, you know, if you got sure. anything else you want to say? Like I said, uh, Jay Gottinger fan group and hockey talk. That's where I'm at in admining. You can add me on Facebook. That's pretty much where I'm at most of the time. Twitter, I think it's smorales77, something like that. But yeah, go ahead, follow me, join, shoot me a message, down to talk with almost anyone. So thanks, Ryan. Yeah, no problem, man. So along with Sam, my name is Ryan, and this has been Stars Fan Stories. I think this is episode seven. Losing track of it. Lucky number seven. Lucky number seven, something like that. (laughs) And we'll catch you guys on the flip side. We hope you guys have a good evening.